times three encounters and our own. We read this passage earlier. He got up that night and took his two wives, his two slave girls, and his 11 children and forded the Yabuk. He took them and sent them across the stream and then sent his possessions across. And Yaakov was left alone. Then some man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when he saw that he did not defeat Yaakov, he struck Yaakov's hip socket so that his hip was dislocated while wrestling with him. The man said, let me go because it's daybreak. But Yaakov replied, I won't let you go unless you bless me. The man asked, what is your name? And he answered, Yaakov. Yaakov means uh, the one who supplants, uh, the one who grabs by the heel, the one who supplants. It's not a nice name. Then the man said, from now on, you will no longer be called Yaakov, but Israel, because you have shown your strength to both God and men and have prevailed. So Yaakov asked him, please tell me your name. And he answered, why are you asking my name? And he blessed him there. Yaakov called the place, the name of the place, Peniel, face of God, because I have seen God face to face. Yet my life was spared. And as the sun rose upon him, he went on past Peniel, limping at the hip. This is why to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the thigh muscle that passes along the hip socket because the man struck Yaakov's hip out its socket. So the question arises, of course, with whom was Jacob wrestling? And there are various answers that the Jewish tradition and others give. Some say it was simply an angel. Some say, oh no, it's God himself. Some Messianic Jews suggest it was the pre-incarnate Messiah. I think that's wishful thinking. Some uh, in Jewish traditions say it's Esau's guardian angel wrestling with him. The book of Hosea says this, in the womb, he took his brother by the heel. In the strength of his manhood, he fought with God. Yes, he fought with an angel and won. He wept and pleaded with him. Then at Beit El, he found him. And there he would speak with us. Adonai Elohei Tzavaot, Adonai is his name. So was it God? Yes. But it seems that it was God in the person of his representative, his angel. At least that's what Hosea says. But Hosea also tells us that there God would speak with us. Let's hear what he says. If Adonai would speak with us, in this, as in this account, what would he say? I believe he would speak to us of three encounters our encounter with, our, with God, our encounter with ourselves, and our encounter with others. First of all, his and our encounter with Adonai. When Jacob left Canaan 20 years earlier, 
he bargained with God. He told God, if you'll be my God and if you'll protect me where I'm going and you'll prosper me, when I come back, I'll give you a tenth of all and you will be my God. But now, on this night, 20 years later, he throws himself on God's mercy on the basis of God's promises. And here he wrestles with God. He doesn't bargain with God. He doesn't strike a deal. But he wrestles with God and he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. When he came there 20 years earlier, God was really the God of his father, Isaac, and the God of his grandfather, Abraham. But he didn't really become Jacob's God until that night 20 years earlier. But Jacob's been growing and knowing what kind of a God he's come to know. And now he's prepared to wrestle with this God in order that he might bless him. Our spiritual maturity may be traced by noting our own transition from bargaining with God to throwing ourselves on his mercy and wrestling with him in prayer on the basis of his promises. That's a good question to ask yourself. Where are you in your maturity? Do you try to bargain with God? God, if you'll do this for me, I'll do that for you. Or, God, I've done so much for you. Can you do this for me? That's, 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 Jacob, that's Jacob when he was really junior in his relationship with God. Here, 20 years later, he doesn't do that. So we can trace our own spiritual maturity on the degree to which we, on the one hand, bargain with God, or if, on the other hand, we throw ourselves on his mercy and wrestle with him in prayer on the basis of his promises. So that's our encounter with Adonai. And I'd ask you to examine yourself and to make progress. Jacob wrestles with God, demanding a blessing. Jacob becomes Israel, he who wrestled with God and prevailed. But how is the change of names a blessing? It embodies a revolution in how one sees oneself. From now on, he walks with a limp, so as never to forget this transformational encounter. But in this encounter with Adonai, Jacob's way of seeing himself is revolutionized. He no longer sees himself as Mr. Wheeler Dealer, as the supplanter. He sees himself as one who was striven with God and prevailed. Until then, Jacob had always wanted to be Esau. He wanted to be the firstborn with a double inheritance. He wanted to be the firstborn with the father's blessing. He wanted to be the father's favorite. But now he's encountering himself in a new way. He has a new name and therefore a new sense of self. Jacob was at last able to meet his brother, not as a competitor, and not as an obstacle. He no longer wants to be Esau. 
He knows who he is. And it's okay. Wow, that's magnificent. God, that's extraordinary. Have you ever accepted or sought from God a new name by which you self-identify? What do you call yourself when you're angry with yourself? And where did that name come from? Send it back. Some of us got identities from our childhood which have cursed us ever since. We were regarded as second best. We were regarded as a disappointment. We were regarded as pathetic. We were regarded in some negative way. And to this day, when uh, something goes wrong, we call up that name, that identity. It may not be a label, but it certainly is an identity. We call up that sense of self and we beat ourselves up with it. It's time to stop. Let God give you a new name, a name that has dignity, a different identity. Instead of calling yourself what you have always called yourself, regarding yourself as you always have, why not regard yourself as servant of God, God's beloved child, or some name like that. It's true of you, you know, but if you don't inhabit it, then you're just continuing to be Jacob Jr. You don't need to be. Secondly, thirdly, actually, his encounter transforms his relationship with God. His encounter transforms his relationship with himself. And that transforms his relationship with others. As he meets with his brother, seven times he bows down to him. And he gifts him with much largesse. He gives him a, a, a king's ransom of possessions. First Esau says, no, 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 I have plenty. That's Middle Eastern courtesy. But Jacob insists, and, and Esau consents. Before, when he was a young man, he was competing with Esau for the birthright, for a double portion. Now he bestows a small fortune upon him. Strengthened by his encounter with the angel in which his name and identity were changed from the supplanter to one who wrestled with God and prevailed, he now sees himself and therefore sees his brother differently. The same will be true for us. There are people that I compare myself to uh, reflexively, always feeling as though I'm somehow second best to them. That's a disgusting way to live. Jacob goes through a transformation here where he no longer thinks that way because he's changed his view of himself. His whole relationship with his brother has changed. And your relationship with other people will be transformed once your relationship with yourself is transformed. If you see yourself differently. You will see everyone else differently, and they will see you differently. So here's a final word. I like the way you read, Melissa. Would you read this final word, please? 
It's not on the screen. Is it not on the screen, you say? No, there hasn't been anything on the screen. You mean to tell me this whole sermon I just did was not on the screen? Well, it wasn't on my screen. It is not on the screen, mine either. It's okay. Why don't we just go on, Stuart, and I'll read what you want me to read. But you're muted now. Naomi is smiling so nicely at you. <laughs> like a good wife. Just a moment. This is very strange. I want to go back and just review briefly. We looked at our encounter with God, our encounter with ourselves and our encounter with others. All right, let us go to this last slide. And Melissa, would you read that? To know thyself is to wrestle as Jacob did on that fateful night, throwing off the person you might like to be, but are not. Accepting that some people will like you and what you stand for, while others will not. And that it is better to seek the respect of some than the popularity of all. This may involve a lifetime of struggle, but the outcome is an immense strength. No one is stronger than one who knows who and what he is and who stands for God in that identity. Yes. So we looked at our encounter with God we wrestle with God and he gives us a new identity. We wrestle with God instead of bargaining with God. Uh, Jacob throws himself on God's mercy here 20 years later than when he left home. And I said that you can trace your own maturity by the degree to which on the one hand you bargain with God and you say, well, God, if you'll do this for me, I'll do that for you. Or God, I've done so much here, there, and everywhere. Can't you therefore do this? That's a mature and immature relationship with God. We need to transition to being people who throw ourselves on God's mercy on the basis of his promises, which is what Jacob does here at Peniel. Secondly, when God gives us a new name, a new identity, we change our view of ourselves. Jacob no longer sees himself as Mr. Wheeler Dealer. He knows us, no longer sees himself as the supplanter. He sees himself as one who has striven with God and prevailed. He has a new identity. And therefore, number three, this transforms his relationship with Esau. And I suggested to us that as we let God transform our sense of self, our relationship with everyone else 
will change. And that's my word for all of us this morning. Okay, kiddies, we're going to go to the Alenu.